It's Premier League match day 18 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at gametime.co. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. Gametime.co, promo code CFBX. everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, December the 20th, and we have a full slate of Premier League action taking place between Thursday the 21st, tomorrow, and Christmas Eve, Sunday the 24th. So we've got one, two, three, four days uh, nine games to take on um, Manchester City not playing because they're off in uh, Saudi Arabia playing the Cup World Cup. Joining me to discuss all of this and plenty more is Mr Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. How are you? Evening, Malcolm. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, enjoying a quiet night. The other half's out for a few beverages. Um, nice. So I sat and watched the football for a little while. Um so... And then it got to 4-1, I turned it over and put the darts on for a bit because I got a bit bored. Um, I've just put the darts on, I'm sitting watching it now. Uh, Peter Wright's having a go in, he's with his Grinch uniform on. Yeah. Um, yeah, the football was shy. There's lots of, we'll talk about football in a bit, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'll tell you what though, the first order of business, Barry, because Riley has uh, just turned up in the comments section, Baz. Now uh, you can inform us of our Spotify wrapped uh, merch competition in which Riley was involved. What's the crack? Yeah, so we had a merch competition. Anyone that sent us a Spotify wrap through picked our best two, which was Riley and Lenny. We put them head to head last week. We gave them three picks each. Uh, Riley picked Newcastle money line against Fulham, Everton money line against whoever Everton were playing. Burnley. And I can't remember his other one. The other one was a loser. So he had two winners. Uh, Lenny had no winners. Uh, he did have a void bet on the Bournemouth game, um, but that wouldn't have helped him anyway. So Riley was declared our winner and has been invited to make a choice from the merch store and we will get that sent out to him. So well done, Riley, uh, for being a good fan and beating Lenny in a little face-off last weekend. Well played. Yeah, well done, Riley. I reckon the uh, refs are terrorists T-shirt, Riley, is the thing you need. Um, that's got to be in the uh, in the price range. Um. Yeah, so we'll get to our picks. It's just another. So Christmas is proper busy football wise. Um, like I say, a full program or nine tenths of a program without that Manchester City game between now and Christmas Eve. There's a little pattern as to how I handicap these games, especially when I'm coming off a bad weekend. Um, I've played, I definitely do it with a bit of fear. So I had a couple of winning weeks. I had a 15 unit 
I had a 13 unit. Um, so last week I was throwing out 12 to 1 shots, 6 to 1 shots like confetti. This week, because I've done my conkers, um, I'm, I'm running scared, Baz. Uh, so really trying to find sort of little building blocks. I've got a three to four shot tonight, Baz picked. Um, so I thought I thought this was quite hard, but also I think there was a little bit of fear in play. I need to wear. Uh, is there any advice you can give me on that? Um, no, just stop being a fanny and get on with it. Stop being a fanny. That's always, always excellent advice, Barry. Uh, Brett, pun, Brett. But I tell you, what, I couldn't decide if I was happy or furious with Brett last night because uh, Brett's our our newly appointed resident Fulham fan. Um, and he messaged me when Fulham won their penalty shootout that how delighted he was. However, that was about <laughs> 10 seconds before our penalty shootout started. And I think he needs to have a bit more decorum, Barry, because <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm delighted for you. Just let me get this one out of the way. And then 15 minutes later, I was in a sulk, so I didn't message him back after that. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, the draw is actually live. Uh, have you put the? Have you got the dart on? Have you got the telly on? The footy? Uh, I'm in the kitchen now, Malcolm. But I have no, got Twitter open, on. so I'll no, get the draw. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the semi-final draw is going to be made in a little while. Um, yeah, just sort of picks for the, uh, these quarter-final games. We made four, Barry. We both got Middlesbrough right. Was fairly straightforward. We both then were very unfortunate with a pick each, which was I had Fulham. So I was kind of on the right side because Fulham won. I mean, I could maybe claim that. Well, I did take Fulham on the money line at a nice price. They got to the 82nd minute um, before they're going through. So I was I was on the right lines. You took Newcastle, um, which was obviously chinned in the 92nd minute. Um, however, would have been incredibly fortunate, I think, to have won. But you take them. And then tonight, we were both got... We both wanted a little bit of West Ham at Liverpool. And fucking yeah. hell, West Ham were remarkably bad. I they thought stink. Newcastle were bad last night until I watched West Ham tonight. Like, there's a rule in uh, horse racing, which I cover a bit on the network. They call it the non-triers rule. And you can get in big trouble if you're found not to have tried. West Ham didn't try tonight. They were absolutely subject to the non-triers rule. If they were in an Irish point-to-point race, they'd be hauled up before the stewards. Like, they did not lift a leg up tonight, Barry. That was shocking. I mean, I looked at the Liverpool lineup and thought, oh, this is all right. Um, they left Salah out. Um, they left Alisson out, which I said was important if West Ham would have a chance. And then I looked at West Ham, they'd left out Pakatar, Ward Prowse, um, a couple of others. So it was a bit of a mixed bag. And then once the game started, it was just only one team was ever going to win it. Um, good goal from Bowen is the only positive to take for uh, West Ham. But yeah. Fairly comprehensive. Um, 90 minutes for Darwin Nunes, Malcolm. How many goals did he get in a 5 1 win? He was great, though, wasn't he? He played really well. He was uh, instrumental. But he's, striker. he's there to score goals. He doesn't score goals. And he picked up a stupid yellow card again in the 90th minute. Why is he so stupid? Say that. Stupid. Well, I can't help him being stupid. That's not my fault. He's still very, very good, though. People used to complain about Miguel Alberon doesn't score goals. It doesn't matter, man. It's fine. Uh, People still oh, complain. Me up tonight. The, when Salah came on, 67th minute, I think, um, I had a little tenor on him at 130 to score at any time. Nice. Uh, and then he missed that absolute sitter, didn't he, from four yards out. And I was sitting next to Bob. I went, have a look at that, Bob. He was like, oh, that's unlucky. Ha, ha. In the meantime, the IT department then came in from her netball night out. She's taking her shoes off and that's here. Salah scores. 
And he shouts, oh, ma'am, dad's just won 43 quid. I said, well, you shut up, ma'am. What sort of crack's that? Terrible behaviour from him. So I said, that's... At the time, he was showing me a pair of football boots that were 90 quid on the internet. I was like, that's one football boot that you could have had there that you're now not getting because you were... You grasped me up to admin, so... Um, yeah, so our picks were kind of a bit shite, I'll be honest, but not again, not a million miles away, eight minutes away from Fulham, 90 seconds away from landing Newcastle. Oh, one as well, Newcastle, um, straight in that one. Um, I did take Newcastle on the... Um, I did say, to be fair, I, I put Newcastle was a pick, but I said if anyone wanted to play it safe, take Newcastle double chance, even money. Um, so I did take Newcastle even money last night, double chance, and still cashed that. Oh, you did? Um, so, yeah, un- unlucky. You say it wasn't. You've been asking me today what I felt about it, but honestly, there was two things. A, I'm still got PTSD from the cup final last year. I didn't want to go, you know this. I didn't want to be there. I hated it. Um, and I felt the same already this time around. <laughs> Before, plus, Liverpool was still in it. And I just knew what was going to happen. So if we had a cup competition with Liverpool, and I know this is pathetic, I don't want to be in. I'm all right. Get me out. Plus, I also thought Newcastle were absolutely terrible. The the one positive thing I see about them is that they defended quite well. So Lascelles and part Bob, of the game, though, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. People, people see this. Gotta, they said in the, the PSG game, we got that draw in the PSG game where we should have won. And you see pundits saying, well, Newcastle didn't deserve the win because it was all PSG. That doesn't matter. Part of the game is defending. Part of it's attacking. If the other team can't score and you can defend, then you deserve to win a game if it, in that situation. So we're, that's that's part of it. They weren't completely shite because they defended very well. well. That's what I'm saying. But we Chelsea were shite well. as well. Chelsea were yeah, also. Yeah, absolutely. We're and, it shows because both, um, you know, both teams got a goal that was absolutely gifted to them at the end of the day. Yeah, and absolutely. neither team created anything more, much more than that. Um, I hold my hands up. Newcastle weren't brilliant, but but when people say, "Well, it was all Chelsea, so they deserved it," defending is a part of the no, game. That's, like. not, that, that's um, not true. That must not be point. I just didn't think we played very. Well. We gave the ball away every time we got it, and that that's I one of the ways get Chelsea the Sorry, still didn't get Chelsea though. They they are just so wasteful, aren't they? Like, I mean, even even the goal, Redknapp, Harry Redknapp was on telly tonight, and they, they were talking about him. He says the goal is obviously unlucky because it's a bad mistake from Trippier, but he says it's also very lucky for Chelsea that Mudrick's completely in the wrong position because he's not chasing the ball down or trying to make a play. He yeah. says he stood where he shouldn't be stood, and then just by good fortune, the ball ends up at his feet. Um, Redknapp was saying that he's got lucky because he's totally out of position, not making any attempt to try and influence anything, and it just lands at him. But I have no complaints about the result. I knew as soon as we got penalties, it would go tits up. But um, I see, I can't have any complaints. It is what it is, isn't it? No, uh, I, yeah, I was... but but a couple of things um, that could have changed the amalgam. Caicedo should have been sent off after two minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Colwell could have been sent off. So both Gordon and Kraft went off injured from their tackles. Mudrick could have, should have been sent off. You kind of grab anyone round the neck. We've seen Casemiro get sent off for it last year. We've seen who was it? Rodri get sent off for it this year. That should have been a red card. I'm not moaning about it. They should have done. The, the ref bottled that first one. Certainly. No, because what I'm going to say in contrast to that. 
there was part of it last night, despite the fact all of that went against Newcastle. I quite enjoyed the fact there was no VAR last night because I watched that game and when Sterling takes a dive or Conor Gallagher takes a dive, you know it's not a penalty. The referee waves it off and you can just get on with watching yeah. the game without thinking that may come back in a couple of minutes and they'll get the microscopes out and all this. So it was quite refreshing watching VAR. He's another one that should have been sent off. Conor Gallagher, he should have been booked for his dive and then he'd got his second yellow for that stupid tackle. Um, he booked Sterling for the same dive in the first half and then yeah. didn't book Conor Gallagher. Um, ridiculous. But I did Conor quite Gallagher enjoy... seems particularly unpleasant individual from what I can gather. Just his general mannerisms and his face. He's another one well, you we'll, would get bored of. We'll come back to that later because he features in one of my bets later on. Oh, um, fair enough. So, anyway, um, so... a few more people in the chat. Ty Dobbs. I think Dobbs is a Macam Malcolm Dobbsy. We've got a Dobbsy jumps in TikTok every now and then. He's a Macam. He's a, he's he's been quite a reasonable Macam, to be fair. He's not happy <laughs> with Beal. He doesn't like to talk about Michael Beal. Uh, but cheers for joining the uh, the YouTube live we'll, tonight. We'll let him in. All right. We'll allow we'll allow Dobbsy in then, uh, unless Sunderland win that FA Cup game in which. You you get the six months ban, Dobsey. If uh, if Sunderland win that one, we'll let you back in after six months. Um, just bits of news and notes, Baz. I haven't got an awful lot. Um, did you watch Sports Personality of the Year? No, nobody cares about no. that anymore. To the Malcolm. No, you're right. Oh, my only point was that Mary Mary Earp's dress made me Randy. What do you think it was, of that? Um, it was it was a bit uh, risky, like wasn't it? Oh, mate, made me horny, that. Uh, no, that's all I've got on that. Enough. I don't know why I felt felt the urge to share that with everyone. And you know, remember I said a couple of weeks ago that uh, we were talking about every Premier League team appears to have been issued with a Twitter bird who gets to jump around in their underpants and go mad. Yeah. The Liverpool one has had an absolute shocker this week. I don't know if you've seen... Oh, man. Her minute that's silence. Been... Yeah, the minute yeah. silence. That Fucking awful. hell, that could not have gone any worse for her. So the downfall of... Uh, I think they're being called Twitter slags, is the uh, which I think is a bit disparaging, Baz. So I'm not going to use that term. That's just the term that people are throwing out. Of. Uh, yeah, the, the downfall of her really enjoyed. Um, and then actual sensible news and notes, Baz. First manager sacked. Nineteenth uh, of December. Uh, Steve Cooper got the nine ten jack yesterday. Um, obviously, you are in Nottingham. So what's been the general feeling around that? Yeah. I I think um, the the majority or quite a few Notts Forest fans are probably okay with it. And and you can't say Notts Forest badly. You can't. Well, I'm going to wind them up in in many ways here anyway. But I think a lot of them um, are perfectly okay with it and probably realise his time was up. Um, but publicly, they can't say that because it's Steve Cooper. He's, he's the golden boy. So they'll yeah. all say, "Oh, I'm so sad. It's like losing a member of my family." Um, there was a bloke like crying on the news last night, the local news. There was uh, oh. someone outside the ground actually like tearing up um, like he'd lost his dad <laughs> or something. Uh, very embarrassing. So, yeah, everyone, Forest fans, there's no one saying, yeah, brilliant. But I think, realistically, do you want to stay in the Premier League? Because he was getting them dragged down into it. One win in 13. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of sentiment amongst Forest fans. They're, they're not happy to see him go. Um, I think realistically, they probably had to let him go sooner or later. Well, this happened last year, didn't it? But will like, he was right in this? He was right in the shit, and they were going to sack him. Then all of a sudden, this, 
yeah, this remarkable recovery. Uh, and it's kind of this, the cycle's repeated itself. Um, he's been replaced by Nuno Espirito Santos, the old Wolves manager. He did a good job at Wolves. Dylan D Rock from the baseball show was asking me about him because Dylan's adopted Nottingham Forest. Um, and my take on it was that he did a good job at Wolves. He then took a step up to Tottenham and got sacked pretty quick. And apart from that, I don't really know. Now, you know, I've got a bit of a West Midlands history, so I'm, I'm in a WhatsApp group with. Uh, all that was a lot, and there's a lot of Wolves fans, there's a lot of Forest fans, and there's a lot of West Brom fans who obviously got an opinion because he was a Wolves manager. So I think the general opinion yesterday was the same as you about the Forest fans, and slightly disappointed, um, although understood. And then the Wolves fans really liked Nuno, but then so did the West Brom fans. They liked him because they thought he was shit. So it kind of just nothing. I have no strong feelings either way. But I did. Wolves did well under Nuno. I thought they were always quite watchable, for one thing. And then capable of, uh, of, of springing a bit of an upset. So we'll have to see how that pans out best. Yep. Nothing okay, more from me on Offensive note. Uh, <laughs> Courtney's joined us. Hey, Courtney, how are you? Uh, I haven't seen Courtney in here for a little while. It might be Patrick, actually, but it might be Courtney. I think it might be Courtney. It's got the... Uh, the typing, it's got a it's got a feminine edge to it, Baz, that typing. Uh, so I think that's Courtney this time around. Um okay, we'll get stuck into these uh this Premier League suit, which I did find very hard uh on the grounds of a of a bad week for me last weekend. So first up, where are we going? Underdog fantasy, great way to play alongside favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college, basketball and football. Simply pick high roller and your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Uh, watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog, double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. First game of the weekend, if you can call it, the weekend. It's Thursday night. 8 o'clock kickoff, 3pm Eastern Time. Crystal Palace take on Brighton and Hove Albion. Crystal Palace are 23 to 10, uh, plus 2.30. The draw is 23 to 10, plus 2.30. Brighton are 15 to 13, plus 115. Um, so, yeah, this one is really tricky uh, to start with. This is a... Uh, a derby, if people aren't aware, if any of our American listeners aren't aware. And a bit of a weird one. Brighton is right down on the south coast of England. And uh, Crystal Palace is sort of South London, Croydon. Um, so they're quite a long way apart, but they've always had this rivalry. Like, um, I'm not entirely sure if it's geographical or if there's a bit more to it than that. Um, Palace are coming off that weird 2-2 draw at Manchester City where they weren't in the game at all until they were. Um, and before that, they played quite well against Liverpool at home. They were unfortunate with a red card. They were leading that game. Um, so it's a bit of a turnaround in form because they were really, really struggling before that. The home form is a great pass. They have only won one of their eight league games. So I can't take them to win um, at that price, 23 to 10, plus 230. Brighton um, have lost their last two away games at Arsenal, at Chelsea. And they've only won three of eight on the road either. So I'm not particularly inclined to take Brighton at that price. Uh, so neither side um, blows my skirt up at all. 
Last week was that first both teams to score. Uh, no, that hit. Um, both teams have scored in all of Brighton's games until they lost 2-0. Um, so like I say, I, I said at the top of the show, Baz, that I've got one three to four shots, which I'm not very proud of, but I need to start the week with a winner. So I'm going to go back to it. I don't know why this wouldn't land on both teams to score. The price is three to four, minus one thirty-three, Barry. Three to four, both teams to score. Three to four, add it, Ryan's. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I have. A, I've got a couple of shorter price ones today. Um, Short, shorter than that, or shorter than? No, more? no, around around that seven to ten, okay. three to four, I think. Um, Allowed this week for me. Um, I mean, as you say, Palace. A good result last week and, and a good performance against Liverpool. But it is six games without a win now and just one win in the last 10 for Palace. Um, both teams have scored good. Five of the last six games for Palace have seen both teams to score. And they've got just one clean sheet in nine games, uh, which is always going to give you a chance. And goals were always on the agenda for Brighton games um, until last week, as you said. Arsenal became the first team to shut Brighton down this season. They've actually gone under two and a half goals in three consecutive games now, which is totally against the grain with Brighton. I mean, the Brighton's form best described as average, really. Um, yeah. Lost to Chelsea-Arsenal, drew to Burnley and Sheffield United, two of the bottom teams. Uh, but they have beaten Brentford and Forest recently. And I think that last category of games would be where you'd stick Palace in amongst the Brentford and the Forest type of teams. Um what has been impressive is the Europa League form. Topped a really difficult group. Ajax, AEK Athens and Marseille. It was a difficult group for Brighton. Started badly, lost the first game, drew the second and then won the next four. Beat Ajax twice and then a really, really good result against Marseille on the last day to top the group. So there is good form there outside of the Premier League. Premier League definitely more inconsistent. They are a good side though, like that Europa League form sort of points to that. And I haven't faded them a lot this season due to them being far too short a price. I think I quite like the price here on, on Brighton. Um, they've gone into plus money, five to four, against a Palace team that doesn't win very often. Um, I'll take a chance on Brighton. Brighton to be Palace on the money line at five to four, Mel. Well, you know, uh, as we speak, Baz, Peter Wright is uh, two sets and two legs down here. Yeah, he's going out to the fourth seed of the dog. He was, he was uh, giving it the beginning uh, beforehand as well about how this match would be a good warm-up for Barney in the next round uh, and all uh, this uh, stuff. Well, right he can have Christmas in the house because he's about to get toasted 3-0. Um, so we move on to Saturday. Lunchtime, kick-off, 12.30, uh, 7.30 Eastern time. West Ham United take on Courtney's Manchester United. West Ham, huge line movement. So... 11 to 8 plus 137 uh, yesterday. I think the odds makers have been watching West Ham tonight because uh, they are now uh, 13 to 5 plus 160. So a big old drift on West Ham United. The draw is, um, what's that, 26 to 10. No, no, West Ham, sorry, West Ham at 8 to 5 plus 160. The draw is 26 to 10. And Manchester United are 13 to 8 plus 162. Now, I had this all laid out, Baz. Um, in fact, I tell you what, you lead us off here um, because hopefully you might be able to help me out a little bit. It's your turn. I was going to say it was my turn anyway, but you have gone out of sync because you've missed Aston Villa, Sheffield United out. Oh, um, no, do you is... know what? I got my notes all fucking wrong, didn't I? Uh, um, I started handicapping these on the top of Saturday's list. So all the Saturday's games are at the front. 
Then Thursdays is on the next page, and but Fridays is kind of in the middle half of you. Um, this is, this yeah. is the What's analog. This is analog, Malcolm. It doesn't work. You need to move <laughs> with the times and get digital. Move from analog what to digital. Do? do you want to go back to Friday night, or do you no, want to go to West Ham? You've read, you, you've read the prices out. We'll go straight to West Ham, and then we'll Sorry. fling back into Friday, and we'll do Aston Villa. Um, I held off looking at this one uh, as I wanted to watch West Ham tonight. Um, but they did make quite a few changes. So I wasn't sure how much I was going to learn about it. What I learned about it was they uh, had no interest in qualifying for the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. Um, they have won four of the last six in the league. Sole defeat in those six was the 5-0 batter into Fulham. Um, I really don't know what to make of that one. That was bizarre. They did yeah. look good against Wolves last week. But I said this, you, know, you just it's one extreme to the other with West Ham at the minute. Uh, and it happened again tonight where they went right back to being absolute garbage. Um, so West Ham are just hard to work out at the minute. Man United got a massive point in there against Liverpool. Um, they'll take that, but it's just papers over the cracks a little bit. Still, just one win in six in all competitions, and they failed to score in the last three games now. Um, Bayern, Liverpool, and Bournemouth, uh, not a goal in amongst those three games. They've got the ability to turn up in individual games like they did against Everton, and and they could do here against West Ham, but you just can't bank on it. Like you, you just again another team. You just don't know what you're going to get. Um, that said, I think the boogies have now got the prices right on Man United. A few weeks ago, not long at all, we were looking at it and saying not having Man United at odds on, not having Man United at four to seven in a game like this. A few weeks ago. Man United would have been 9-10 to 10 or something odds on. Uh, they're now 17-10 to 10 outsiders, which seems like a fairer price for Man United away to West Ham. Don't let you, don't don't think I'm going to start coming out with a Man United pick here, though, Malcolm. Still not a price that tempts me. I'm going to go for a low-scoring affair here. As I said, Man United haven't scored in three. Played out a nil-nil just last week. Four of the last seven Man United games have gone under two and a half goals. And I can just see this being a bit of a dull one, really. One team's going to nick this by the odd goal. And four of the last five head-to-head games between these two teams have finished 1-0 as well. That leans into it. Plus money, um, under two and a half goals is 11-10. to 10. So the pick for me, West Ham v Man United, is under one and a half goal, uh, under two and a half goals at 11-10. to 10. Um, so Well, I made my pick here and then completely changed it about... 35 minutes ago, but I'm changing it back to my original one. I've got to stick to my guns. Um, so this initially for me was as easy as tipping up Manchester United last week, just because I thought the prices were wrong. Um, see, West Ham were in good form. They won four out of six, um, but just throwing in the odd shot. I can't get my head on what happened tonight, Baz. I don't know what that was for. It's not like they threw the game, because they, they played in that conference competition and the and the they're trying in the cup competitions but honestly they just didn't lift a leg at all tonight they've got the kind of players who can cause Manchester United problems uh good attacking players so Pakatar who came off the bench tonight Kudos who was dog shit tonight Bowen who didn't do anything did score a goal uh Ward Prowse was on the bench so I'm kind of all right to put a line through this West Ham game tonight the keeper Ariola uh, reserve keeper played tonight was poor with his feet every time he kicked it, it went out for a throw in. Uh, Mavropanos at the back, uh, the kid Johnson at left back. They're going to make a lot of changes, 
So I'm happy to draw a line through this West Ham performance. Yes, Man United kept a clean sheet last week, but they've got to try and play a little bit here. They can't keep surviving on scraps. They, they just It won't be stood for. The way they came up to Newcastle and didn't try, the way they went down to Liverpool and didn't try, um, they're going to have to... If West Ham were playing at home here to Palace or Fulham or Brentford, you'd absolutely smash them at this price, 8-5 to five plus 160. It's the same thing, Baz. That's the level Man United are at at the minute, like it or not. Um, so I'm going to stick with my guns. Uh, West Ham United is 8-5 to five plus 160. Okay, let's go. I think we'll go back to Friday night, shall we, Baz? Um, Friday is an 8 o'clock kickoff, 3pm. Uh, Eastern time. Aston Villa take on Sheffield United. Villa one to five, minus five hundred. The door is six to one. Sheffield United are twelve to one. Aston Villa are up to third. Uh they had a comeback win at Brentford last week. We were behind, took advantage of a red card, won it late. Um and it's the home record that really um their success has been built on. Eight out of eight this season. And now 14 out of 14 at home, stretching back to last year in the Premier League. I threw out Sheffield United last week at 12-1 to at Chelsea. They did okay in spells, eventually lost 2-0. Um, but they've got one drawn, seven defeats in their eight away games. This is a really bad spot for, uh, for Sheffield United. Going to an Aston Villa team who were really smelling themselves. Built for scoring 3.13 home goals per game on average. Um Villa on the handicap was my first port of call. It's too short a price for me. Uh, so I have to go with, I prefer, Villa team total. Uh, over two and a half goals, Baz. It's five to six, minus 120. It's a bit skinny, uh, but I can see Villa uh, running up a little bit of a, a bit of a score here. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree, but, but I've went somewhere different because um, I think Villa... Villa have got a bit short this week. Um, I thought they were a great prize last week away at Brentford. Not so much this week at 1-5. to five. Villa should win the game, no doubt about it. Um, we know they've been ruthless at home. I think they will win, but at 1-5, to five, I just struggled to find anything to do at that price. I looked at scoring three or more, a win by three or more, which you'd need to do to get above plus money. Um, win to nil. Nah, just nothing that inspired me. So I started to look at Chef United, and it's difficult, really, because you've almost got to look at them separately in the last few games because they've now got Chris Wilder. Um, we've seen them beat Brentford. They put up a decent effort against Liverpool. And I can't remember how the other one was now. It was... I can't remember. Anyway, they've looked a bit better. They've looked a bit tighter, a bit more organised. Um, so looking at their form over a longer period of time doesn't really help. Um, they're not getting beat 5 nils every week now like they were under Heckenbottom, which is a, is a bonus. Um, I, I'm going to both teams to score, Mal. I think Villa will win, and I think he'll cash your bet on them to score over two and a half. But I'm, I fancy Sheffield again the score sheet. Now, the form again doesn't really support this. They've failed to score in three of the last four. But they have scored in half of their away games this season, including games away from home at Brighton and Spurs. Teams who I think will be in and around Villa come the end of the season. Villa fans won't like that because they're still in a title race at the moment. Um, but I think they're good comparisons. And more so, I think the Villa side of the form supports this. Villa have had just... Um, they, they had 
clean sheets very recently against Arsenal and Man City. Won both of those 1-0. But those are the only two clean sheets in the last 14 games. Um, so teams are going to Villa Park and able to get goals. Teams like Fulham, Luton, Brighton, West Ham, Palace have all gone to Villa Park and got a goal. So there's enough in the Villa form to suggest clean sheets aren't the norm for Villa. Um, I agree with you. I think Villa will score three. But I'm taking both teams to score at plus money. 21-20, to 20, uh, Sheffield United Villa, both teams to score. Um, they'll win 3-1, 4-1, something like that, and we'll both catch this mark. The game time helping you buy tickets for your favourite events uh, without any of the stress. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sport, music, comedy, any theatre near you. Flash deals, last-minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy the tickets for anything you want to go and see. Um, the game time guarantee is top class. They credit you 110% of the difference um, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. So you can buy those tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps in your set. Outstanding gift for the holidays as well. If you need a last-minute Christmas gift for your granny, um, head to the game time. Get the game time app, um, create an account, and use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, slowest price guaranteed, and Hall of Fame bets helping everyone win bigger by betting smarter on the NFL this season. Uh, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines research NFL, NBA, and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Enter your parlay into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer. You get hit rates broken down by a leg, expected probabilities, sort players by hit rate, all that sort of good stuff. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday. There are one, two, three, four of those. And the first one is Fulham against Burnley. Uh, Fulham... Oh, seven to ten, minus one forty-two. The draws eleven to four, uh, plus three seventy-five, and uh, Burnley are four to one outsiders. Baz. Yeah, I mean my starting point is I'll continue to fade Burnley until the day arrives where Burnley show something to get me interested in them. But that that day hasn't arrived yet. Away from home, there's just one point in the last six games, and overall just four points in the last ten games for. Burnley in the league. Um, both said last week we weren't too concerned about Fulham's defeat in Newcastle. Red card really changed that game. Um, they went on and got a great result last night, getting through the AFL Cup. That'll be a, a boost to the morale. Uh, we know they've been full of goals lately. And over two and a half goals has hit in six in a row in terms of league games for Fulham. I think Fulham are OK as a pick here, seven to ten. Um, I think I said to you I was uh, picking a couple of short ones. This was one where... I've gone shorter, but I haven't gone with Fulham. I don't mind 7-10 to at all for Fulham, but I'm going to go for the Fulham team total. It's also a little bit short. I'm going to start at 8-11 to um, for over one and a half Fulham goals as my main pick. It's a little tight, as I say. It's about as low as we go as a pick on this show. Uh, But I'm also going to... Your ladder round, Baz. Yeah, just a little ladder. Just a little step up. I'm going to take Fulham to score three or more at 5-2, to plus 250. Uh, At home... Fulham have scored three or more in four of the last five games. And they're now coming up against Burnley, who don't do clean sheets. Uh, they've got the second worst defensive record in the league. 
Um, I think Fulham goals is a, is a good way to go. Uh, start off a Fulham team total over 1.5 at 8 to 11 and over 2.5 at 5 to 2, Marlon. Um, yeah, Fulham were in great form before getting turned over at Newcastle last week, but happy to raise that. They've won five of eight at home. Um, the patterns do point to goals, over two and a half goals, six in a row. Uh, they will be missing Jimenez, um, which might be a little bit of a problem. But the opposition are just really struggling for any kind of form. Uh, they're struggling for goals particularly. They've only scored once in the last three games, Burnley. Um, so... I was kind of leaning towards the under two and a half, um, thinking that Fulham might just knock them over one or two nil. Um, but I actually thought that would be a bigger, bigger price. I'm going to trust Fulham's pre-Newcastle form, and Burnley are absolutely woeful. I'm going to take Fulham on the handicap. I think Fulham can beat them by two goals here. Um, so I'm just getting a bit of a safety net. Two nil, I think, is your most likely score. Uh, but you've got a potential three nil or a three one. Um, which would usurp the under two and a half. So Fulham on the handicap, nice price pass, seven to four, uh, plus 175 offsets a couple of my shorties from earlier on. Uh, so I will take Fulham uh, to cover the spread. Three o'clock, Luton Town take on Newcastle United. Luton Town are, they were 130 plus 333. They are now, what, what price is that? 15 to four plus 375. Drifted a little bit. The draw is 72 plus 350. And Newcastle United are 3 to 5, minus 166. Um, Luton have been competitive. We have picked them to do bits and bobs in various spots. But they've only won two games out of 16. So even though they have been competitive, they're not winning enough for me to want to take them at that price. Um, at plus 375. So Lots of goals in the last four games. Both teams have scored in seven of the last eight. The over two and a half's hit in six of the last eight. Um, Newcastle got a comfortable win over Fulham, which was very much needed. Um, and then again last night, a late heartbreak, which has got to take an emotional turmoil. But then also we've lost three of our most influential players to injury inside 54 minutes again. So I've got no idea who can turn up tomorrow. We said last week that handicap in Newcastle at home and handicap in Newcastle away, they're just two different teams. You have to you have to treat the two things completely separately. And um, we've only won one out of eight away from home. So equally, uh, as unappealing as the Luton prices, Newcastle to win aren't appealing even a little bit. Away from home, Newcastle have scored 1.75 goals per game and conceded 2.13. Um, yeah, add those stats in of Luton. And I've picked this on Luton about five weeks running, but as both teams to score is four to five minus one twenty-five. What are you laughing so at? So predictable, so predictable, Malcolm. I knew exactly where well, you were going in this game. But keeps fucking winning, Baz. What do you want us to do? Just not see. It's all right, Mister Three Six Five. You keep your money. I don't I want. Didn't, what do I didn't want say I want you to do anything. I didn't say I want well, you to do anything. Shaking different. your head. I'll I'm drive down saying, there and I'll push you off your chair if you want. I'm just saying we could have skipped this game, and everybody would have known your pick anyway. Oh, shut up. Anyway, Malcolm, um, Come on. I'll skip my handicap of the game, Malcolm. I've gone for Luton versus Newcastle. Both teams to score at 45. <laughs> oh, Barry Penaluna, you're an absolute divvy. Um, next up is the three o'clock kickoff between Nottingham Forest and Bournemouth. Forest haven't really moved much in price with the old new manager. They are 74 plus 175. 
The draw is 13 to 5 plus seems 60. Bournemouth have drifted a little bit. Um, they were 12 to 5 plus 240. They're now out to just a bit bigger than uh, 6 to 4. They are out to 155, I think, on the back of that uh, manager news. Baz, Forrest against Bournemouth. Yeah, I didn't want to overthink this too much um, with the new manager angle. Because often we do that and think might might get a, a new manager bounce. I'm not sure whether it'll turn out to be a positive at all. Certainly not initially. I think it may actually have a bit of a negative effect on the atmosphere or anything. Don't get me wrong. I think they'll get behind Nuno. I don't think there's any problem with that. But there are a lot who, who are disappointed with Cooper leaving. And I can possibly see it being a bit flat in terms of atmosphere. Um, honestly, man, you watched the funeral. The, the, the TV yesterday, it was as if it was his funeral. People were talking like the bloke was dead. Um, so I think it might have a bit of a negative atmosphere, to be honest. And one thing Cooper had was was the support of the fans. He built it up over a number of years, and undoubtedly they cut him a lot more slack than any anyone else would have had um, at that club. And if things continue to go badly for Forrest, I think they'll turn on Nuno far quicker than they did under Cooper. So if they go a goal down or 2-0 down, I think that crowd will start getting agitated far quicker in games now than they did whilst Cooper was there. Because Cooper, there was a lot of goodwill for Cooper. Um, that's gone. Um, that needs to be earned by the new manager. So new manager might make an impact, but I just can't look past. Bournemouth unbeaten in six and Forrest no win in six. Like the recent form, they're yeah. just chalk and cheese. Um, so Bournemouth to win at six to four is a, is a good price for me. Um, but Bournemouth team total, uh, I've shot myself in the foot a couple of times lately by fancying a team to win, going for the team total instead, and then the win one nil. But I'm going to do that again. Bournemouth team total over one and a half goals on the team total market is five to four. They've scored two or more in six of their last seven games, Bournemouth, and the only time they didn't in that seven-game stretch, was against Man City. Um, and four of the last six games for Forest have seen them concede two or more. So there's plenty of form for it. I'll take Bournemouth to score two or more against Forest at five to four. Um, yeah, I'll keep this fairly brief, Baz, because um, you read out my crucial note on this game. I've taken Forest far too often, really. They've been in awful form, and I've kind of been on their side too much, in fact. Um, so I was kind of happy to get away from them anyway. Um, but apart from all the bits and bobs you just read out, my key bit of info for this was, Baz, you have to go with the form lines, regardless of the manager, regardless of this, that and the other. You have to go with the form lines of the two teams, which is what you spelled out. Was it no one in six, five wins in six or something, whatever it was. Um, they were born with, sorry, four or five. Um, Forest failed to score three of their last four. They've lost three in a row at home. You have to go with the form lines, Barry. Um, Nuno might get a tune out of them, might take a little while. He might get a tune out of them at the weekend, entirely possible. But I think you have to. If I sat and did anything with Forest here and Bournemouth won comfortably, you'd be absolutely kicking yourself, like, um, because it just it, it seems a little bit too obvious. So I'll take Bournemouth here at six to four, uh, plus 150. Uh, we are. Still three o'clock on Saturday is Tottenham Hotspur against Everton. Tottenham are three to four minus one thirty-three. The draw sixteen to five plus three twenty. Everton are three to one. Tottenham won two in a row. They uh, ended their skid, um, beating Newcastle and 
uh, Forest last week. Clean sheet at Forest last week, and they talked Newcastle the week before that. Um, that tournament at Forest last week was the first in eight games where both teams didn't score uh, or over two and a half didn't hit. So that's very much been the pattern for Tottenham. Everton, the form team, uh, won four in a row with four clean sheets. Pretty impressive stuff. So you're coming up against a team who are full of goals against a team who aren't conceding any goals. So that makes it really hard to handicap. And Everton have won five out of eight away from home as well. Excellent form. Um, so, I didn't have hard this one again, but I like both teams to score because it's been hit uh, for Tottenham. And I think this is a Tottenham are a bit of a different proposition at all than what Everton have been turning over lately. Um, and the over two and a half goals, because Everton have got a goal in them as well. So I'm going to combine the two of them, Baz. Um, both teams to score with over two and a half goals is four to five, minus 125. Yeah, so, as you say, I mean, everything in great form. Four wins, four clean sheets. Turn the season around, overcome the points deduction. Obviously, got a bit of momentum now. But I think there is a little bit of a danger of getting carried away a bit with Everton. Um, I listened to stuff on the new, on the radio yesterday on Talk Sport, and they had a whole section of the, like a full hour on Sean Dyche and how good is he uh, and should he be at one of the top six clubs and all of this lot. And I was like, they've had a good month to six weeks. Just, just calm down a little bit. Let's see where they are at the end of the season. Stayed up by the skin of their teeth last year. Started absolutely terribly at the start of this season. And yeah, they've hit a good run now, but I just think we might be getting a little bit carried away. over again last night. It's over to Fulham. It's not a great... Um, and, you know, in the recent run of form they've had, they played Burnley, Forest, Palace, or three of the teams they've beat, fellow strugglers. The wins against Newcastle and Chelsea obviously carry a bit more weight. Listen, I'm taking nothing away from Everton. I, I'm... As you said, we sort of softened on Everton a bit. I'm happy that they've sort of overcome the um, the adversity of that 10-point deduction. I, I don't mind Everton doing okay. Um, Spurs are back on track, you could say, after a five-game winless streak. Back-to-back wins now. I don't think they were great against Forest, but they got the result. I just think these two are a, a close match. But Spurs at home just edges it for me. So, it is a short price. It is one of the short price ones for me. I'm taking Spurs on the money line. Um, I'm sort of thinking back to what we saw when we went there a few weeks ago. Spurs looked good. Um, the attack, well, and I think they will cause Everton more problems than than anyone else has recently. So, I don't mind your, your pick as well, to be fair. Uh, but, yeah, the pick for me, Spurs-Everton, is just Spurs on the money line at 3-4, to Mal. Yeah, that's allowed this week. Baz, 3-4 to four shots are in play. Um so the game of the weekend takes place on Saturday tea time, 5.30, uh, 12.30 Eastern time. It is the top two in the Premier League. Liverpool take on Arsenal. Liverpool are 11 to 8 plus 137. The draw is 13 to 5 plus 260. Arsenal are 9 to 5 plus 180. Um, so Liverpool favourites, half a point or four tenths of a point yeah. favourites. Uh, good game, Baz. Tight game. What have you got? My initial thoughts was a lean towards Arsenal because they're a bigger price. And I just think they're playing slightly better than Liverpool at the moment. Liverpool are good tonight and took their chances. 
where I don't think they've been that clinical in recent games. But then the Anfield fact has to be considered. They're still unbeaten there this season. The nil-nil at the weekend was the first time all season that they've not scored two goals or more at home. Um, and it is a game I like for goals. So I haven't went into it thinking I was going to find a way to back Arsenal. I've actually went the complete opposite way and looked at Liverpool. But Liverpool goals, I like Liverpool team total because it hits nearly every home game for them. Only once this season it hasn't. Um, you're getting the evens for Liverpool to score two or more. Uh, I think that's a good starting point for me. So my main pick here is Liverpool to score two or more goals at evens, plus 100. But I do fancy goals at both ends. The two games last season finished 2-2 at Anfield and 3-2 at Arsenal. Arsenal won that one, 3-2. So plenty of goals last year. Um, I think it'll be something similar this year. So a more ambitious one if anyone wants to take a bigger price. Both teams to score twice at 16-5 plus 320 um, is another one I like. So yeah, my main pick is Liverpool to score two or more. But chuck in Arsenal to score two or more as well and push that up to three, um, just over three to one, 16 to five. That seems like a really small price, Baz, but both teams to score two goals. Yep. Okay. Um, right, Baz, I am absolutely completely on the other side of this, like totally at the other end of the spectrum. I've, I've read this totally differently to you. Um, Liverpool dropping points was coming. We've kind of said it was coming. Um although it was their first home drop points of the season. Uh, the supporters just weren't really having them, and I can understand why. Arsenal had a really good response to that defeat at Aston Villa uh, with a win against Brighton. Their away form is good, but they have lost probably the uh, the nearest comparison games, Newcastle and Aston Villa. No real patterns in terms of recent sort of overs, unders, BTTS. At the prices, bars, I just looked at comp games. Um, the under two and a half, 11 to 10 plus 110. Um, Liverpool, Man United, nil nil. Villa, Arsenal, 1 nil. Newcastle, Arsenal, 1 nil. City, Liverpool, 1 1. These big games, they're all going under. To, I, and when I found this, Baz, I'm Liverpool, absolutely Liverpool and, New, Liverpool and Newcastle ones, though. That's that's sorry, Villa and Newcastle. That's Villa and Newcastle getting a goal ahead and then trying to sit on what we've got for the rest of the game, isn't it? Villa have scored. Well, Liverpool go one nil up against Arsenal. Goals per game. If, if Villa, if Liverpool go one nil up against Arsenal, they're not just going to sit back and try and hold a one nil. Villa did. You kind of tell me Villa went kept going. Well, they, didn't, they didn't even oh, get one nil up last week against Man United. You I'm just, just, you, just in a different game. An hour ago, you told us their centre forward was complete shite. Can't. I really hopefully he doesn't start. Fucking shite. Of course he does, man. Good player. Anyway, we'll find out, won't we, Baz? We'll be able to discuss this and uh, bragging rights will be issued. Um, but yeah, under two and a half goals, 11 to 10, plus one at 10. Um, and I think, Baz, even though my notes are all over the place... Oh, no! You see, we haven't finished at all. There's a game on Sunday. Um, this is on the bottom of my second page of three notes, uh, completely out of sequence. Christmas Eve, what a horrible time for a game of football, apart from if you're DJs like us, so we can sit in the chair and not have to move. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers take on Chelsea. Wolves 13 to 5 plus 260. The draw uh, 11 to 4 plus 275. Chelsea are 19 to 20 minus 105. Guarantee Basley handicapped this in exactly the same way. Um, 
absolutely no chance. This is a frozen bank account uh, type game. If you put money on Chelsea, you shouldn't be allowed money. Uh, take it all, give it to somebody else. You just don't. It's not for you. Money's not for you if you want to back Chelsea in this spot. They're just shite. Like, they might win. Don't back them, though. Um, again, week after week after week after week, they're just underperforming, underwhelming. Um, particularly dislikable as well, quite a lot of them. Wolves are a very capable side in spots. Um, beat Manchester City at home. Um, patchy form, will absolutely patchy form. But every now and again, they'll throw one up. Um, and, God, Chelsea is so beatable, it's ridiculous. Um, massive price, this Wolves, 13-5, plus 260, Basil. Yeah, I haven't gone with that. Um, you haven't backed Chelsea, though, have you? you no, you no, I'm, no, I'm not. Wolves I'm team, not that your pick? No, not, not, not that stupid. We've, I mean, we both... I've gone completely differently. We both started the fancy Wolves a few weeks ago. They'd had a bit of bad luck with decisions in the Newcastle game, Sheffield United, Fulham. They've been playing well and being really unlucky, but I don't think they've really backed it up since. They've had a win against Burnley um, in the last few games, but that's it. They were well beaten last week against West Ham. Absolute garbage. Chelsea don't impress me. Um, how that team's had a billion pounds spent on it in the last 18 months, I don't know. Um, they do look toothless at times, despite lots of attack and intent. They need Nkungu. I think they're putting all their eggs into that basket, don't they? They need him to hit the ground yeah. running. He could make a big difference. He is, he is quality. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point, Baz. I forgot about him completely. He came off the bench <laughs> last night for his first start in a year. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, that is the, the, the hope that they have. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and if he starts this weekend, I think that, that will be a massive boost for them. Um, it's one of them. If he hits the ground running, he could be absolutely flying for the rest of the season. If he starts like Nicholas Jackson did, he could just go down the hill. Jackson's turned out to be an absolute nightmare. Um, as I say, though, it's still difficult to back Chelsea with any confidence, particularly away from home. But I've gone for goals. Um, eight out of ten Wolves games have gone over two and a half, and eight out of ten of them have gone both teams to score. And Chelsea have got just one clean sheet in the last ten games in the league. Don't keep many clean sheets at all. Uh, that clean sheet was against Sheffield United as well, where Sheffield United were at rock bottom. Um, so the, that was last week, Sheffield United, sorry. So um, they had been on a nine-game streak of conceding in the league. So I'm just going to go for goals. I'm going to go over four and a half. Um, really? Because I think Chelsea can definitely concede and Wolves can get in the mix. Oh, over two and a half goals. There's goals. All right, you said four and a half, Baz. Over two and a half. Sorry, I might have been looking at the price. The price is four to five. Uh, yeah, I'm not that ambitious. That's a good while, then. Not, not that ambitious. Yeah, Wolves, <laughs> Wolves, Chelsea, over 2.5 goals at four to five. Just sit there and casually throw out an over four and a half goal by there. Uh, Billy Big Bollocks. Uh, right, but definitely done. There is no football on Christmas Day. There's NFL on Christmas Day, Baz. I can't tell you how happy that makes me. I don't have to speak to the family past 6pm on Christmas Day. Um, so, fancy stuff, Barry. Uh, dogs, actors, goal scorers, all of that shit. What have you got? Um, underdog. Start with the underdog. Arsenal to beat Liverpool at 9-5. Um, I take in yes. Liverpool team total. But there's going to be goals galore. 3-2 Arsenal is the answer. Uh, 9-5, reasonable price. Um, 
scorer for me is going to be Kulazewski for Spurs. He's in good fancy. form. Sorry? Fancy. I like it. Fancy. He's in good form, scoring two of the last four games. And he's 130 to score any time, 10 to 1 first goal. So Kulazewski at 130 to score any time and 10 to 1 for first scorer. My treble, after a winning treble last week, Malcolm. Oh, you won, yeah. I hit my uh, team total treble. So I will go back to the well again for another team total treble of Brighton, Spurs and Fulham, each to score two or more goals. Five to one. I think that's an all right price this week. Uh, Brighton, Spurs and Fulham, three teams that are always good for goals. Um, certainly Fulham more recently. So that's my my uh, team total treble. And I've got another one, Malcolm. Okay. We've talked a little bit about people being dislikable. Um, Chelsea. Um, oh, okay. Conor Gallagher was mentioned. Uh, who else is dislikable? Bruno Fernandes. Um, oh, yeah. So I've went for a little cards bet, Malcolm. A little dislikable players, cards, treble. Um, players with horrible faces, cards bet. <laughs> yes. Um, That's I went a jingle, for, isn't it? I went for Conor Gallagher to get a yellow card. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes to get a yellow card. And the final one is Ben White. Um, he's had more cards than anyone for Arsenal. And I also don't like him. He's a bit of a weirdo, isn't he? Um, I don't know why they put him in front of the cameras because whenever he does, he just he's really arsy with the um, who Ben White. The, yeah, he's really really oh, arsy. Just gives really him. abrupt one word answers, uh, and the Arsenal fans love it, saying, "Oh, isn't he dead funny?" And he's not. He just I don't know why they put him there. He doesn't want to be in front of the camera. Don't bother. Handsome, um, has any? Sorry, oh, he's a handsome he's bastard. Handsome. No doubt about that. <laughs> um, but he is going to get booked this weekend. Um, so that. I just I fancied a little cards bet. Uh, ben White, Bruno Fernandez, Conor Gallagher, forty-four to one for them all to pick up the yellow card. Uh, you could maybe stick them in a round robin, two doubles and a treble. One of the doubles will pay out at least ten to one. Um, so yeah, something a little bit different, a little cards bet for this weekend as well. I am um, Sky Bet gave me a little two-pound bet builder free bet yesterday, Buzz, uh, on the Newcastle match. Um, Caicedo to get booked. Bruno to get booked, Callum Wilson to score at any time, Newcastle to win, 66 to 1. Fucking hell. <laughs> so not only did we get knocked out of the cup, I got 132 free pounds whipped out my pocket uh, by that horrible equaliser. So I wasn't thrilled about any of that. Um, underdog, I had two to choose from, Baz. I've got Bournemouth and I've got Wolves. Um, yeah, let's go with Wolves. I can't have Chelsea. Uh, I wouldn't mind doubling them to up, actually. Uh, born within Wolves, but yeah, we'll take Wolves as the underdog. What? Yeah, carry on. What we want you shaking your head at? No, it's all right. Carry on. I'm looking uh, at the wrong game. Can't help us. Um, my anytime goal scorer comes from the same game as yours, Barry. So we could both be in Clover here when Richarlison hits the back of the onion bag. Revenge game, Baz. I've gone for one for the Americans, the rubber revenge game. Uh, Richarlison revenge spot. Six to one to score first and last. Fifteen to eight plus one eighty-seven to score any time. Uh, he needs a new celebration, by the way. That celebration is dog shit. Um, and my accumulator, uh, which is an absolute waste of everybody's time. One one out of thirty-seven, I think, something like that. Um, four to one shot bars. I've kept it skinny so I can lose to the even shorter price this week. Both teams to score treble. Palace Bourne, uh, Palace Brighton. Luton, Newcastle, Tottenham, Everton, uh, roundabout four to one uh, for all of those six teams 
to get on the score sheet. And that, Barry, is all of those games handicapped. Anything else to tell the people? No. Um, I've got to now go out and go pick the missus up from the pub. Um, oh, good luck. She's been uh, begging for drinks during this. You know, the old Weatherspoons game where people tell you their table number and Weatherspoons and you can go on the app and buy them a drink. And Oh, yeah. And so I sent her and I made a picture of cocktail whilst we've been on you. I'm very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Fast yeah. Right. yeah, she oh, sent a begging no. message saying, just so you know, I'm at table 22 in Weatherspoons. Uh, uh, so I did get on there and sent, sent him a drink. That. Um, but now she needs to pick it up. She's, she'll have had enough by this stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you go and sort that out then, Buzz. Um, right, thank you very much. Are we going to try and record on Christmas Eve, aren't we, we think? Yes. Um, probably in the scared, afternoon. We'll, 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 uh, we'll schedule it on YouTube, so have a look. Anyone who's on YouTube, remember to uh, hit the thumbs up. Lots of people not doing that. And if you're not on YouTube, um, you should just subscribe anyway and get our YouTube numbers up because that's good. Uh, also, write reviews and press buttons. That's say five stars, all of that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, we'll do something Christmas Eve ready for all of the Boxing Day action. Could possibly do it during the Wolves Chelsea game and uh, yeah, live for that or something at the same time. Um, so yeah, we'll have a think about that and we'll schedule it. Um, but it's likely to be Christmas Eve afternoon. Because there is another full programme between the 26th and the 28th of December. So, yeah, Christmas Eve's a good show. Uh, Courtney's saying happy Christmas uh, to everybody. Thank you very much, Courtney. Uh, same to you. Lovely Christmas and all that. Um, but, yeah, we will be back on Christmas Eve where we will uh, be very festive, Baz. We'll uh, what, Christmas jumpers, men's pies and that. Oh, all of that. All of that. It'll be You should dress up as Santa. You've got this. Yeah. Don't say it. It's the wrong way, Baz. You've got a silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> if you <laughs> haven't you you've got the silhouette nailed down Baz so there you go yeah, yeah, um, right. cheers everyone for joining us uh, yeah make some uh, winning picks between now and Christmas Eve and then we can uh, brag about them in a couple of days time thanks everyone we will see you down the road cheers <laughs>